Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Lord Mateo, how are you? Brother, I am fantastic. How are you? I'm I'm really good, man. It's uh, you know, we're right in the middle of conference season. You know, we we just did like a whirlwind, a bunch of conferences. Um, have a couple weeks like breathing room, at least for me. I didn't do live res. Uh, right. We decided to pause on that. Uh, but we're I'm going to be heading to we're heading to book direct show. We got some really big stuff coming up. Yeah. Can't wait to go, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of the at end of the podcast. And then straight from Miami for me and the Hopper team, we're going to be heading straight to Vegas. So. Um, it's going to be a, a couple of weeks in a, in a couple of weeks, season three, episode 15, our yeah. 75th episode. Holy shit. We're after having a fit. I'm, I'm going to throw a party today in your honor for that. John. Just and well, you know, I wouldn't not, maybe not in my honor, maybe in our honor, we can throw, we can throw <laughs> a party. That's good. But we got some amazing guests. We, we've been wanting to get them on for a little bit now. Um, we, we actually thought we were getting them on earlier, and then we had some miscommunication as far as timing-wise, uh, but glad we were able to get them on. We have, you know, the Extend team on with us today, both Ari and Ari. Uh, I'm not going to even pronounce enough. Yeah, I'm not. I was just about to pronounce something. Like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And, and and Rich, but we'll let Ari pronounce his own last name. Thanks so much for joining us, gentlemen. Really appreciate you joining us today. Pleasure being with you. Yeah, the same. Thanks for having us. Ari, Ari, Ari can you educate John on how to say your name, please? No, I, Mateo, you try it first. Tell me. I want to. <laughs> why don't you let him tell you how to pronounce right. it? I'm I'm no, give like uh, when I was running a vacation rental management company, we had a program like we were trying to lease out every single master lease unit. And I used to float uh, float uh, at those units. And uh, they had a program called Leave the Boss Rumus. So uh, my last name phonetically sounds similar to Are You Rumus? So it's Ari Are You Rumus, but most people call it Ari Are You Rumus. There you go. Are you roomless? Ari, are you roomless? All right. I got this. I, I will, I, I will this. remember forever. And I, I, these little tips and tricks, even though we're not a tips and tricks podcast, I'm totally going to take that. And, uh, and I'm going to truly, I'm so bad in my phone. I, I have to spell certain people's names phonetically in my phone. So I know when I call them, I'm like, I'll spell it correctly. And then I'll spell it phonetically in, in the, in the context. So I know what I'm doing. I did yeah. the same thing actually. I, I wasn't sure if I was the only one who did that. No, no. One of my one of, one of our good good friends of the show. We still need to get them on. Uh, dip in with mm-hmm. uh, you know. I had to go ahead and write dip dash i n. Uh, so I I would remember. Um, now it's obviously it's it's been years, but it's still on my phone, and and I I crack up every time I see it. Gentlemen, this is awesome. You guys, the whole extend team kind of came into like we started noticing you all in in the splash when you, you came in pretty strong uh during the beginning of the pandemic as with a need and you know we started seeing you at, at shows and at conferences and truly if if i'm following on social i i don't know if there's a team that travels as much 
as you all do, because because yeah. you're multifaceted, you're multi-vertical uh, in what you're doing, because what you're offering isn't just for vacation rentals. But obviously, you have, you know, you know, are you have a vacation rental background, you know, and, you know, we want to talk about, you know, Rich joining the team like 15 months ago or something like that, if I'm, if I'm following my LinkedIn timeline correctly. So we want to dig into that as well. But, you know, Ari, talk about like how this all came about and like, you know, how did you kind of get into this space and in sure, life from the beginning anyways? And by the way, you're spot on. We love traveling. Not all, not as only as individuals, but as a company as well. It's one of our company, um, how do we call those rich? Core, core values. values core yeah. values. Exactly. It's one of our <laughs> core values. Like we're explorers. We love to travel. We love to meet with new people. But yeah, like uh, I was, how I got into vacation rentals is really interesting. If one would have asked me 50 years ago that I would be in vacation rental business, I'm like, no way, right? Uh, I was getting my industrial and systems engineering degree at UFC in LA back in the day. Mm -hmm. A close friend of mine from Europe, he was really fighting with his <laughs> girlfriend back in the day. Now that they're like happily married after and they are like one lovely uh, boy. But anyways, like he gave me the keys to his apartment. This is way before Airbnb. And he told me, hey, listen, if you can sublet my apartment, great. Like if not, it is what it is. You know, it's being paid out for the semester. Then, like, I see this home away at $299, uh, 30-day money-back guarantee. Like, I put this place on home away. Those are the days when they used to charge extra if you want to upload a seventh photo, an eighth photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, like, that there's some money to be made by doing short-term rental arbitrage in urban cities. This is before Airbnb, right? So that's how I got into the vacation rental business. And I was reading a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. What, and he was talking about virtual assistants and how you can um, hire people from overseas. Well, I had my first remote team member uh, from the Philippines back in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, her name was Jeanette. And obviously, I didn't know how to manage a remote team, let alone someone who's living 7,000 miles away. So there was a steep learning curve. But down like a few years later, like we had a team of, I guess, 10 people helping our local property management company with guest services, reservations, data entry, bookkeeping, anything that could be done remotely, partly because it was super expensive to hire people in Los Angeles, California, even back in the day. So right. we had a hybrid team. And then I was on HomeAways of software divisions, uh, client advisory board. Before like COVID, few of my colleagues or peers from the advisory boards approached me and be like, hey, I'm having a hard time finding people in Breckenridge. I'm having a hard time finding talent in San Diego. Would you be able to help me out? So I was really running the business through one of my side LLCs. It wasn't really like a business. But COVID, COVID really uh, made us realize like th that this could be a huge opportunity when most people in the States didn't want to work. And uh, with the addition of uh, excellent people such as Rich and others like joining our company, like our growth, uh, we, like, we, we grew exponentially uh, in less than two years, I have to say. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you have uh, another one of our, a friend of the show, Gerard, is on, is on your team. So it's, uh, you, you've, you've put a pretty uh, stellar team together and we're, we're excited to see the growth. So like, I guess, talk to us about, you know, but before you came into the extent team and what you're doing now, like you, you stumbled into the space, but like talk about some of the early learnings 
that that you had working with Airbnb in LA and 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 you know LA is you know it's a beast all on its own and how to figure out how to you know dealing with the the different regulations and what you can do what you can't do you know there there are people that are doing it well and there's people that are are doing it illegally still to this day um you know how what you know my assumption is that you made a lot of you know great you know you made a lot of mistakes that you learned from and that you've you know which helped build who you are today i mean because that's what the hell that's a hell of an environment to jump into and to do short term rentals you know can you talk about some of that early early day yeah, like wild wild west like, la stuff yeah, like absolutely like you know as an immigrant like i didn't know much about like local legislation and laws and back in the day frankly there wasn't any like and um one thing that we realized is like, we need like an alliance. So me and uh, my, one of uh, other property managers in LA, Sebastian Declear, like we formed Lostra, Los Angeles Short-Term Rental Alliance and uh, HomeAway and Airbnb were helping us to uh, come up with a better ordinance. And yeah, like it, it, it was challenging to say the least. Like uh, we, we got cited by city of Santa Monica they file like the lawsuit against us. Like, so like, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to deal with the legislation and, uh, trying to like read the like ordinance like every day, but those were challenging times. And I guess, uh, Airbnb didn't help our business either. Like a- anyone like who could open an Airbnb account started to pretend that they're like a professional host, but was really becoming challenging to operate in, uh, in a big city in LA. Right. So let's talk about, you know, Rich joining the team. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I love, I love looking at your, you know, your LinkedIn here. Uh, you're currently an ice hockey official and I love that, you know, you live in Bozeman, but you, you came from a director of sales, you know, um, some pharma stuff, but, but, you know, your first, like, it looks like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your first like kind of intro into our space is the, through easy care, correct? Yeah, not, not even close. I have been around for about 18 years now. Um, so actually oh, I, I started a company in Park City, Utah. Oh, never mind. I, I, I'm back sorry. In I, was, I didn't hit the see more button. I, I only saw the, the, the brief synopsis. I've been around too long. So there's too many things on there. I think. You know, I, that's all, that's on me. Vicasa, <laughs> no all sorts of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I operated a, a short-term rental company in, in, uh, Park City, Utah. And Kind of like Ari, I mean, I was a software guy, so uh, I wrote my own software for my company when I first started, and there was nothing really around that I thought was decent in, you know, in late 2004. And in Park City, there was three or four companies that were, that were handling vacation rentals and had been for some time at that point. Uh, but I thought I can do this better from an operational standpoint, uh, kind of on my own. So I started that on my own and, uh. The rest kind of is history, but, uh, I also had a big cleaning company there too. And well, we cleaned about 600 units throughout Park city. But, uh, so I, I moved to, to Bozeman in 2014 when my company was acquired and, and, uh, uh, and then after that, I took a little bit of a break from the space and then jumped back in a couple of years ago. Fantastic. So let's talk just a little bit about the software side of things. You, mm-hmm. So what was it about the software uh, that, that wasn't what, you know, when you're looking at it and you're in Park City and you're like, you know, nothing's really, you know, checking the boxes for you. You know, what was the big thing that for you, you know, that, that you wanted or you developed on your own as a software guy that, that really like 
enables you to be more whatever proficient or, or whatever the things you were looking for. Yeah, for sure. So uh, a big thing back then was uh, high resolution photos. So, so many companies had such poor photos showcasing their properties and Park City has so many beautiful houses, so many beautiful rooms within those houses. There's no reason that those photos shouldn't be, you know, large and, and as high resolution as possible. Uh, and showcase what those were. Um, so beyond that, I mean, so many other companies didn't have great descriptions in there. You know, I had to do those little things to make me stand out relative to some of those bigger companies because I couldn't afford those pay-per-click campaigns back then in Park City. They were absolutely outrageous. And so I had to do things another way. So figuring out SEO, et cetera, was all a new kind of ball game back then. So my background really led to being able to produce all of that on my own and then go from there, figure everything out from there, just like all of us have, have done. Right. Well, I not having that background, I don't know if all of us have, I think that's uh, I, I think it gives you a unique perspective, right. On how to, you know, I guess build something up, right. Like knowing how you can't theoretically play over here, but you have the skill set and the knowledge base to actually build something for yourself that is an equalizer of sorts, right? One of the things we like to talk about is, and I think, you know, one of the things we'll get into extend, but I think extend does is it, it, it provides an equal playing field, right? For those giving people services, giving people things that they may not just have access to a la carte or on their own, but based on your experiences, it seems like you were able to create something and have an experience in building something that you see somebody else have and making it, I don't know what you did with that, but seemingly making it accessible to broader aspects of our industry and, and the public. So I think that's actually very fascinating um, and want to learn more. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's interesting because not only Los Angeles, but Park City, Lake Tahoe, the Oregon coast, all of these places have unique challenges when it comes to staffing, right? All yeah. different types of challenges, but one thing stands true is it's difficult to find someone who has some experience, who is loyal to the company, who, you know, will, will grow with what you're doing. So with extend team, you know, that's, that's kind of what we provide. And I was missing that back then. I, I, I would have accelerated my growth tenfold, uh, if I had, you know, the opportunity that, that all the companies out there have right now with, you know, using uh, remote work. So I think it's, uh, I think it's a great thing what we're doing, but I really wish that we had it back in, you know, 18 years ago when I was first starting, that would have been amazing. What's interesting too, when you see, you know, these property managers and all these business owners, you know, to, in whatever vertical we're talking about, you know, that, you know, labor shortage is, is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And two, you know, there is the, what is it? The resignation error or whatever the they had, they had a, they had a key yeah, the term great for resignation. It. Great right. resignation. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's interesting because, you know, I could see, and, there, and people could say, oh, you know, the grass is always greener elsewhere, you know, is kind of what, what, you know, mindsets first for certain people and you get in that position. And then when, when the grass is always greener elsewhere, maybe you're not going ahead and giving a hundred percent or you're not fully invested um, in what you should be doing. And therefore you're missing out on some of that, you know, the, the things that I, I think that, you know, we're going to learn more about here of what extent team can actually go ahead and bring. And I guess let's, this is, seems like a good time to go ahead and start talking about what exactly 
does like a, a company that's looking to go ahead and expand, you know, what, what do you offer for them? You know, I, I guess, you know, I think of a labor company, I always think of like, you know, like, you know, short-term labor, like help, you know, I think of like manpower, a, yeah. a manpower down the street, you know, and I, I think Sounds obviously you're offering something them. different. Um, so I, I, you know, maybe kind of d- jump into that a little bit, Ari. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll let Rich explain what we have to offer, like more on that, but Basically, like our company can meet the needs of our uh, clients based on the fit or any position that could be done remotely, right? Most of our partners, whether they're like a small operator out of Vermont with 80 units or a publicly traded fleet, most of the positions are typically reservations and guest services, but it doesn't mean that our capabilities are limited to those positions. We provide Trust accounting to like a lot of streamline and track clients, as well as libraries clients. We have more specialized positions such as maintenance coordinator, maintenance dispatch. I don't know, Rich, like, am I missing any specialized positions? Yeah, definitely. We we're doing a lot more marketing positions lately. So whether that's marketing coordinator or in some cases, a graphic designer, as well as a, a marketing coordinator, and then even some, some people that can uh, create copy as well. So we're doing a lot more marketing positions lately too. So there's really no limit to what we can provide. And we also have technical positions too. So in some cases, software development, project management. Uh, so like Ari said, still the majority of our positions help companies with kind of a guest services agent position. But that said, we we're, we're also providing many other positions to those same companies as time goes on. They realize, wow, this is really working. Uh, we have a team of guest service agents. We could really use somebody, you know, that could help us with our marketing efforts. Do you have somebody to do that? And it's not about, you know, do we have somebody to do that? Let's coordinate together, figure out the, pro- the proper job description, and then hire that person for you so that they can become a part of your team. It's not about we, what, what can we do? It's about what needs that you have and then how we can consult with our partners to figure out uh, and cultivate those needs as, and figure out exactly what that position should be. So, that's, so, so that, you guys, that gives us a lot of the, advantage the, in the space. The facilitator, you're, you're facilitating these relationships. You're, you're, you're curating the, the right person, the right, the right team. And, and then these companies actually hire them outright. They're not, they're not, uh, no, that you don't hire them outright. All right. Oh, so. no, that is still an extend team employee, but you know, hence the name of the company extension of your team. We really want them to be, become extremely involved in the team, become a part of the team. We have companies that are placing, uh, extend team, team members on their, you know, on their, our team page. It's great when we see wow. like our awesome. extend team, team members on the pages of many companies that we work with. So that's really exciting for us too. It means that we're, we're accomplishing what we what we set out to do. We handle like all the formalities, right? Like we source our talent typically to Philippines or Mexico mm-hmm. and uh, all of our team members are on our payroll. Like, so we're like a Florida corporation. We collect payments through ACH or credit cards from our clients and uh, so that our clients whom we call partners don't have to deal with international payments and right. foreign exchange rates and uh, fluctuations in 
uh, effects rates and so on. We handle all the technicalities and red tape and make it easier for our partners. Now, do as a as a property management company or whoever is 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 utilizing you, do they say, "Hey, we're looking for you know a you know for an example, a reservationist or guest services that you know, but we need them for approximately twenty hours a week." Or, or is it all full time? And it's and say maybe if there is someone that's twenty hours a week, is that person, if they say they're skilled on on track or streamline, would you would they maybe give twenty hours to one company at streamline, or is it fully dedicated to that one company? Well, so, uh, we only do fully dedicated full time team members, with the exception of uh, trust accounting, or uh, what we call professional accounting services division. They work on multiple accounts since most of the smaller uh, operators don't necessarily need a full-time uh, CPA level person to do the trust accounting and generate owner statements and so on. But other than that, like all of our positions are dedicated to team members to one client. And in most cases, it's a team of individuals serving like our clients, right? So it's saying like three team members for ABC Realty or like 10 people for another software yeah. film. That's awesome. I, I, I guess I have a question like early on. I mean, so Accenting was came to fruition uh, when exactly when was the, you know, like day one when Accenting is, you know, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do this. Uh, Accenting was legally incorporated in February, 2021. So it's still less than two years old, but I right. was actually providing the same services to AE services and other LLC of mine for over uh, four years now. Okay. So you you'd worked out a decent amount of kinks and and you figured some of the stuff out, but I'm, my assumption is that you've, you've run it, hit some roadblocks. You've, you know, there, there's things that obviously don't go smoothly, but these are the things that, that build big, great businesses. Like, how do you pivot from these things? You know, wh where do you go from there? Like, what are some of the things that were like the hardest challenges early on in the extend team, you know, you know, since 2001, 21. Like, good question. Like we had a, robust team so scaling the company as you know like was challenging but i i wouldn't say it's the biggest challenge right the biggest challenge for me was like how do we engage our talent so that they're happy so that they don't churn so i i, I flew out to the philippines when philippines uh, opened their borders in may uh in march earlier this year met with the team members and that was really eye-opening for me and I still feel like the human component, the relationship component of the business is one of the most challenging aspects of the business. Yeah. Just in, 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 in many circles, people overseas are referred to as VAs, right? Virtual assistants. There's nothing virtual about those individuals they just breathe the air like, just like we do, just because they're like located in a different country doesn't make them virtual, right? So. That's, that's the message that I'm trying to uh, communicate to all of our clients, our prospect clients, our industry, as well as our team mm -hmm. members. These are human beings and we still can improve on how we communicate with our team members. That, that's one of our biggest challenges. Sorry, I feel like I have to good minute for you to explain. But no, you're, yeah. You're good. No, I, I think you're right. I like that you bring that up too, because I think there's kind of a stigmatism attached to, you know, people that are using remote workers or what they want to call them virtual assistants or others. And I, the little experience that I've actually had with ones we've used on our teams, they've been phenomenal. 
Um, and I know one of the things that we worked on was really engaging and bringing and making sure that they were actually a part of the team, right? A part of the culture. And, you know, you were talking about, I, I don't know how the traveling thing would work, you know, with them being a bit farther, but, you know, you think of how international companies operate. You have people from all over the world that are part of the same team and the same company working together for the same goals. And again, technology being an equalizer, what we've seen within this space from the big dogs, Airbnb, all the way down to, you know, the smaller to medium sized managers now have access to talent pools that aren't traditional, I'll say. Right. Um, so I think it's, I think it's very interesting. And I think, you know, one of my biggest questions for you is how is this successful if you're successful, right? The more you're successful and the more this becomes a part of the team, does there come this line where you butt heads with companies in terms of them wanting that talent, right? Them wanting that ownership. Like how does that relationship grow in your eyes? How do you sustain that over a period of time? Because it seems like the, along with the stigma is that there's high churn and these workers are temporary, but if these are people that are focused, they are putting people on their landing page and this is our team, how does that dynamic work for your customers moving forward? I, I think we have an excellent, and I'll, I'll want to put that on like this thoughts as well, but I, I feel like we have an excellent working relationship with most of our clients. Mm. We handle like the red tape, the HR component of the business, right? The payments, uh, quarterly reviews, making sure that the team members overseas get the benefits, what, whether it's like medical care or a uh, mental health, uh, sessions like uh with a licensed therapist which we uh announced recently we handle the hr component of the relationship and then our clients handle like the work relationship so we really didn't have anyone come to us and asking us hey like can i like put these individuals on our payroll or on our team just because our team members are truly an extension of their team. They only work for that single singular client. So there wasn't really a discussion around that, that unless I'm missing anything. No, and that's true. I think that because of that, because we're the, the team members are exclusive to the company that they're working for, um, there's no fear uh, by the partner that, you know, that this person will go, will go away, right? Mm -hmm. So. That's the whole idea as well. And this is why we provide health benefits, mental health benefits, time off for our team members. Uh, we also have, you know, these town hall meetings where we get together with, you know, more than a hundred people at the same time, you know, have a kind of, uh, a time where we celebrate, you know, anniversaries of team members, you know, one year or two years with a particular partner. Uh, we hope to see those grow to five years, you know, 10 years, potentially. Right. right. Uh, uh, our team members can grow with those companies, be promoted within those companies. So just like any, any other company, we're evolving as everything else is evolving. If we don't, then we're stuck. Right. But right. so we evolve too. So we manage that relationship with our partner success team. We manage the relationship with our team members, with our talent success team. Um, so we really professionally manage everything about the relationship with our partners and with our team members. Uh, so it really sets us apart, I think, from somebody saying they're hiring a general VA, right? I mean, we yeah. want to get away from that, uh, that, that, that phrase as well. Just like anybody else, we're all a remote team. Like our full company 
is remote. All through, right. you know, in Europe, you know, in the United States, in the Philippines, in Mexico, uh, we're just working from here, looking at you guys, just like we're looking at our team members, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a daily basis. So um, that's the idea. We're just a remote team and that's it. I, I love that. And the the interesting thing about that is that, you know, your company takes takes on the headache, that, the HR, the BS that no one really wants to go ahead and deal with anyway. So the, if you have that dialed in and you're willing to own that, and that's, that's a, you know, part of what you're offering, I can 100% see why that is like exciting for, for companies going to be like, really, I can get great talent um, at, you know, that someone that's dedicated to us, but I don't have to deal with that. Awesome. You know, so I love that you, you talked, we're talking about VA a little bit. I kind of want to go down uh, or that or it's, we're not VA. And I want to kind of just have a, a question about virtual assistants. You know, when I think virtual assistants and I've never, I've never had one, but I've thought about, I'm like, oh man, wouldn't that be nice if I actually went down that path and got one for something. But, but then I always think about, you know, wherever, vir- you know, you're getting them from the, the Philippines and Mexico um, and they're, and they're all over, you know, I always think, oh, well, you know, you get a VA for pennies on the dollar compared to someone you're going to hire here in the U.S. So there's a little bit of stigma there. And so it, please correct me if I'm wrong. And this is a, this is a view and it's not necessarily my view. It's a view. Do you feel that, and I don't know how to put this, but do you feel that, that virtual assist, like, that you are taking care of the your your employees better than say most VAs are are getting taken care of because I I think you know s- some people in certain countries that are maybe not living at this at the same standards that we are here and you know overall um, that you know anything's better than nothing for them but then at the same time like I w- I always have like this stigma inside me like hey, I don't know if I could hire someone and pay them like that where I would hire like I like I'd be pissed if my daughter was getting making that much money working at the ice cream shop down the street you mm-hmm. know is there like a like does it tug on some like hard strings or some some moral compass stuff for you like or 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 is it like hey you know we know we're we're 100% we're taking care of them better than you know 75% of the other companies out there so it's kind of a weird thing. And I don't know how, if I'm asking this correctly, but I, I think I you know think what I got the question. So uh, I, I grew up in Turkey, right? Which is maybe a third world country, maybe a second world country at its best. And the current exchange rate is one to 18, one to 19. Same with Mexico, right? Cost of living in less developed countries is much lower. Uh, so we are pretty above average uh, wages according to the, according to where our team members are located at. And when I was in the Philippines, uh, we spent a few days in uh, Manila. Then we did a short trip to Cebu City. And I was able to talk to our team members first then. Like, I can't remember the name of the team member, but one like told us that she was able to buy a new house. The other one bought a new motorcycle. So I really feel like we're like really enabling people in other countries do things that they're passionate about by, by transferring, I want to use the word transferring wealth, but by paying them above average wages compared to what they used to earn at the local hotel or, um, at a call center, let's say. I love it. I I absolutely love that. And that's, and that was what I was hoping. And and that was my assumption. Um, but I, I love to hear that. Well, and, and, and the other thing to point out too, I mean, they, I, we dealt with some of these people. We've interviewed mm-hmm. them before, like, 
And I don't know a lot of the other companies that we talk to that offer kind of the benefits that you guys are talking about in terms of the culture you're bringing into the extent team in terms of like taking care of them outside of their pay and, you know, making sure that the other services are intact and are provided to actually provide them very similar benefits to what an employee that would be in the United States or, or would make over here. And I think those far, those effects are far reaching in a way that I don't want to just gloss over it. Cause you guys did say that and made a point to make sure that, Hey, we're taking care of these people this way. I've talked to the bad ones. Um, there's a, there's a marked difference. I feel like this is a relatively new business, right? So we're like learning and ever evolving. We didn't have the mental health benefits until six months ago. Yeah. We implemented that based on direct feedback from our team members. We didn't have the health insurance when we first started extent, right? Those were things that we are like slowly, gradually, like getting better at. And we want to become the best provider in terms of, um, taking care of our talent pool, because honestly, without the talent pool overseas, like our business would be non-existent, right? Mm -hmm. right. How great rich and our team is. They're the ones that are doing the hard work day and yeah. night, 24 seven. Yeah. yeah. So Maybe. even be, even beyond, uh, you, you know, everything that Ari had said, you also take into consideration now the team members don't have a 45 minute or an hour commute each way to where they're going. So right. now they've also gained two hours of their life back and a lot, a lot less stress as well. Um, yeah. so. I don't know if you've ever seen what traffic is like in Manila, but you know, that's something to look up. I have, haven't seen I, it before. I've lived in LA and Atlanta. So, I mean, I, I'll put it on a, some type of scale, but it's, uh, I, I mean, any, any video savings that right. you can have there, man, it's, uh, it's definitely valuable. And so. it's also like, like, like I was talking about before, it's constant evolution of what we're offering, not only to team members, but to our partners as well. Mm -hmm. Um, our offerings are constantly evolving too. So it, we're not going to get stale in the space, right? It's not, we're just gonna, it, it's not like we're staying in the same spot and saying, okay, yeah, we have, you know, a reservationist we can provide to you and here you go and let's move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. No, it's not like that at all. Right. So we, well, we, I mean, we have talk those about relationships. Yeah. Talking about evolution and where Extend Team is going, like, what is next for y'all? Like, what is your next big obstacles? You know, where do you see, you know, you know, I guess where's your your most your current big obstacle, and then where do you see Extend Team in say five years? You will already take that one. Oh, uh, sure. So we do these uh, quarterly EOS meetings. We have a great facilitator. We ask the same question to ourselves: Where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be like in three years? I guess a we want to scale. You know, because I genuinely believe that we're helping over like 95 U.S.-based vacation rental operators now in various sizes. We definitely want to make sure that more people are aware of what we do, that they can focus on what they need to do to scale their businesses so that they can compete against the big publicly traded companies, right? Focus on inventory growth, focus on taking good care of the physical properties, focusing on building relationships with the homeowners while we uh, do the, I don't want to call it the low hanging fruit, but the recurring stuff that could be done. Right. All right. The second thing, th this is like coming purely from like 
what our prospective clients are telling us. Right now, we cater to like established companies, companies with 50 plus units. And most of our clients have, I would say, two to 300 units. Some have even, some have like 1,000 plus units, right? We want to be able to help the smaller clients as well that have 10 units, five units, but they can afford to have like a full-time person. So we want to build, or we're in the process of building like a unified inbox product, sauce product mm -hmm. that would enable a team of extend team, team members to uh, offer services to smaller PMs, mm -hmm. smaller operators on a shared services model. We're still figuring it out. We uh, didn't solve the problem yet, but that's something that we're working on. We don't want to be like another answering service that would take the message and pass the message like to the morning shift. We want to be able to solve 80% of the problems that come in at first point resolution. So it's taking a little bit longer than just setting up a call center. And then I guess the second thing that we're that's on the roadmap is doubling down on our professional accounting services. It's definitely a need. A lot yeah, of yeah. existing clients <laughs> for trust accounting services. So we're hiring a lot of people on that department as well. And I, I love this. And I know and Teo wanted to say something, but do you, with these trust accounting, you know, obviously, you know, I, previous to my role now, mm -hmm. I was a track, so I'm really familiar with, with tracks, you know, mm -hmm. double entry ledger based trust accounting, but do you, do you go in and, and do you train them specifically on on that ahead of time so or or do you have you know you have a team member that's already been you know how does that all work or do they have to go in and get hey i'm an accountant i work here and then they have to go get trained by say someone that's using track or streamline or whatever try to find people you stole software packages before obviously it's not that easy oh that's that's our first preference if not like our in-house team members train the, uh, the right account. so no i, I think it's one of the things I think is interesting and I want to know in terms of like your targets, like with the product that you have coming up, right? Everyone's focusing on hosts and smaller hosts and, you know, emerging smaller managers and things of that nature. Do you see that as a significant, I know you're talking about building around that product, but do you see continuing to build products that fully kind of engulf and give them the ability to grow and scale? Or are you looking to, because I, I mean, you know, the, the hotel I managed was 18 rooms, right? I could have completely definitely use your services on the customer service side, mm -hmm. right? And I know that it blends the line of like hybrid hotel models and short-term rental models. And I know you mentioned something about like working with REITs. So like how broad is your customer base that you're looking to, to grow, extend into working with? I mean, I know, you know, the VR space and, and the short-term rental space is, is, is massive and it's growing, but where do you see the focus being? Is it going to be on that smaller end or is it going to be that middle to larger size manager? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I can take that. So, um, as you know, I mean, most of the operators that are out there have less than 20 units. Yep. It's been that way for the last 20 years. Yeah. Right. I don't see that changing. So some of those operators are fine. Now yeah, we have 15 units. We're completely fine. We're, we're comfortable with what we have, with what we're doing. Great. We want to be able to, to, to help those people as well. Yeah. Um, so with a shared services sort of offering, like Ari is talking about with the unified inbox and, and kind of sharing those services, we can provide that to the, to those operators. Now those operators may end up with 40 units within two years time, right? Mm -hmm. Now they may need a dedicated person. 
yeah. well, we're there to jump right into that as well. Yeah. So once we solve one problem, we already have the other one solved. Uh, they're already working with us and already trust us from that standpoint. So we can jump right in and keep going. Yeah. Now, you know, the more established operators, sometimes they have the perfect job description and we can just fill those, those teams right in like very quickly. So we want to be able to offer our services to every operator that's out there. So that's, that's the whole concept. I've, I have a question for you and I, and I love that concept. And I, 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 I think you guys, obviously, you know, you're onto something and you've been onto something and you're scaling and you're growing and congratulations. You're on the virtual side in that we're not going to use VA, but you're on that side of it. And you know, how do you have relationships with boots on the ground? you know, you know, working agencies, temp agencies or whatever to help property managers with the other side of the, of the labor crisis with this, you know, which is, you know, your maintenance and your operational, like, you know, that aspect of it where, the, where no one really has enough people to go in and clean the rooms and do these type of things. Do you have, is that something you focus on at all with, as far as facilitating or is that, are you leaving that to someone else? Yeah, really that's the most difficult challenge to solve, right? right? It's like healthcare in the United States. It's one of those states that's, you know, you'll make one person happy and then three other people not happy. So it's so drastically different throughout the country mm. um, as to who you can get from a, a housekeeping uh, standpoint or a maintenance standpoint or how far they have to travel to a particular area to do that work. So I think that challenge is, is just, is too difficult to solve from our perspective. So we leave that for someone else for sure. Yeah, we really don't have any desire like to provide any boots on the ground support at the moment. But if anyone's looking for a local person, we uh, have a close working relationship with Steve Trober at Better Talent. So yep. we, yeah. we bounce each other like, I don't want to, yeah, leads back and yeah. forth. I love to hear that. Yeah, yes. we understand. We understand where where uh, better talent can can come in um, that for for positions that we can't fill, or much higher level positions, or in some cases, uh, we just we know from a consulting perspective that this isn't something that that, that we can do. Uh, we we definitely pass them over for sure, and and vice versa. They're yeah, very and much we just had Steve on uh, two weeks ago. Lo love Steve, great dude, and, and uh, it's, it was it was nice to catch up with him in uh, in Orlando. And uh, I'm sure we'll be bumping into him and his team at every every step of the way, just like you all. Definitely. Um, so how how does a a well two things? Um, you talked about you know you, this is your main vertical. Are you working in any other verticals? Are you are you helping out in the hotels? Are you help, helping out in in travel and other hospitality things or outside of hospitality in general? Or are you just mainly focused on this? Right now, our primary focus is the short term rental lodging industry. We have a multifamily division. We have um, less than uh, ten multifamily clients at the moment. <laughs> Some of them are like really big publicly traded companies, but I, I still believe that our core focus would be the short-term rental and vacation rental. Okay. But it's, it's also important to note that we work with a handful of technology providers, vendors that are in the short-term rental space. We provide uh, engineers like full stack developers, technical support personnel, um, and, oh, wow. any, and a lot of other specialized positions for the uh, vendors and the uh, Mm -hmm. space as well. 
How long have you been doing that? I, I noticed Rich. I like I actually, that's actually <laughs> pretty dope. I like it. Actually, yeah, really good idea. Um, look, yeah. when I actually dug deeper in your, you know, your resume, Rich, um, you know, when, when, you know, I, I clicked the button, I saw you, you know, does some of this come from K, your K-Force background too? Like, cause you know, that was some of, isn't that kind of where K-Force is a focus on like tech, you know, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K-Force basically provides consultants to different companies for really specialized things. So I've always been a consultant straight out of college. So for me, this is a natural flow, no matter what yeah. that is, whether it's a technical need or whether it's a, uh, you know, a relationship need or, you know, whether it's an operational need, I love solving those issues. And, and it's, that's, that's really part of the fun for me is figuring out how we can, you know, continuously offer something new to, to different companies. So, so yeah, I guess it, it's, in some respects, I'd say the answer is yes, but I think it's just always been there. It's just been a natural, uh, I've, I've been blessed with that naturally, I guess. Awesome. Gentlemen, this has been a fantastic. Like, I'm super excited about where you're going and, and what you're doing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on our 75th episode. Yeah. Uh, though, for those of you who are listening, if you're interested, uh, well, we're asking, please go to our, our YouTube, Apple, YouTube our, our Apple podcasts, our, our everything, and give us a like, leave us a review. We, we appreciate it. And how do if someone wants to go ahead and use extend team and they want to go ahead and focus you know obviously we'll put a link in the the podcast notes and on our website but you know where are they going to go ahead to to get some information to you gentlemen yeah extendteam.com you know obviously e-x-t-e-n-t-e-a-m.com for sure awesome any any last things you want to leave us with well where will they see you live what are the next shows you guys are going to also yeah great question I think our next show really is, is VRMA. So mm -hmm. we'll be there, uh, you know, in a few weeks, we have a bit of preparation to do for that. We have a few surprises when we're there. So nice. uh, it should be really fun. Okay. We like surprises. We do. We definitely like surprises. We, we have some as well. So, uh, we're, we're excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Gentlemen, thanks it should again be, it so should much. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you both in Verma and, uh, thanks again for joining our show. Yep. in Vegas and thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us guys we really appreciate it as well This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.